Welcome and thank you for joining us on the College Parent Podcast. I'm Brent and with me is Liz. Today we're discussing how to best utilize your time in your city and the importance of making connections with our special guest, Stephen Barker Lyles, member of Love and Theft. Welcome, Stephen, to the College Parent Podcast. Thank you so much. I have been living in Nashville, used to live on the Belmont campus. Uh, I've been here for 16-ish years to live right behind the church, behind the Curb Cafe with Kanan Smith, another artist, across from, what's that uh, What's that little coffee shop right there? Bongo Java. Bongo Java. My first show ever was in the root, in the in the upstairs oh, no hidden way. room at Bongo Java. That's and amazing. I used to live right next to the church right there in an apartment complex with Kanan. Stephen, will you just tell us a little bit about you? Tell us about what you do, who you I, are, yeah. and give us your backstory. I went to college at USF in Tampa, the uh, South Florida Bulls. I was a uh, major, well, I was, my first major was architecture and then I realized that is not what I want to do because I was working with the basketball team as the head student assistant on scholarship. So I was on scholarship working with the basketball team. I was a great basketball player in high school, tore my ACL, started doing music more. I started working with the basketball team and I changed my major to physical education, learned how to wrap people's ankles and all these other things, you know, and I was working with the team, but I was getting paid. It was awesome. And then, so I was three years in and I started making trips up to Belmont and to Nashville to do music and see if I wanted to do it in between like not doing school. And I had a couple people like the Warren brothers and some other folks that were like, Hey man, if you want to do this, you got to live in Nashville. If you want to be in the music industry, the best thing you can do is to be in Nashville. So I applied at Belmont. I got accepted. I moved with Kanan Smith, a great country artist. I moved in with him because he didn't really live on campus, but he lived next to campus. So it was like, it wasn't like a, a dorm. And so I moved in with him and I was able to stay with him for a little bit. And I started making all these connections. Uh, I did like a few showcases and I wasn't even a student and I was going to go there. And then I ended up getting a record deal while I was kind of living in Nashville. So I was like, well, shoot, why would I, I'm not going to go to school now. I'm about to go on tour with with taylor swift <laughs> you know i was like my first big tour was with taylor swift so like what why would i like i'm not gonna like go back to school even though i only had a like uh, probably three semesters left but i was like i'm like and then we went on tour with tim mcgraw free that i worked at blockbuster i worked i was selling hot tubs i was working at sam's club you know so uh, that's free that but i kind of j- skipped a couple steps but that's like kind of when i first that's kind of like my story of getting to Nashville as far as my college situation was. Thank you very much for that. First off, that's a big, big story. Got to see a lot of it, but what would you say was the most difficult step in that process? I think the most difficult step was, was trying to figure out how to pay my bills and try to go network at the same time to meet all these people in town that I knew I needed to be meeting that. Cause I, you know, I hadn't been in town very long, I mean, my parents got me here, but like, they're like, all right, later, we're going back to Florida, you know? So I think the hardest, I think one of the hardest parts was like, all right, I got to pay my bills and then I'm tired after working all day and then I have to go, but I knew I needed to network. So I think one of the hardest parts is actually knowing where to go. Like where, if I'm going to network, if I'm going to get off work, 
go shower, go do whatever, and then go network. I think the hardest part was knowing, like, well, where do you go to do that? Do you go to Broadway? Nowadays, the answer is no. But back then, it was actually a good networking tool. But now, now it's you want to go to Midtown. We're all so I started looking up the scene. I don't know if they still do it. There's a magazine called The Scene, and they they have all the writers rounds listed. And I wanted to be a songwriter and artist, so I wanted to do both. But I also didn't know many people, so I started looking up things in the scene of like where are the writers rounds because I knew what writers rounds were, but I hadn't really been to any early on. So for me, wanting to like network with locals instead of tourists, that was the move, and it and it brought me to Midtown, which is you know tin roof to Mumbrian. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started going there, and I met a lot. Of, I met a lot of songwriters. I lived in East Nashville for a little bit. I met a lot of really cool people at the Red Door there, but Red Door uh, Midtown is awesome, awesome still too. I still actually go there. Um, so I, I think that I think that's one of the hardest parts is definitely paying your bills. And also having the energy to go and pretend like you didn't work a 10, 12-hour shift that day. And and then figuring out, when you do meet somebody, figuring out a time to like, all right, we should write. And you're like, yeah, we should write. But I work five days a week and I have a side <laughs> hustle, you know. So I think that's like, well, it was one of the hardest parts for me. But, it, but I still did it. You know, I work harder than everybody else and you'll win. That's, I mean, I feel that way. And I, and I did. And I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm just saying I worked, I worked super hard to meet everybody I could. Another hard part is filtering out the bad people from the good people. I grew up meeting people. I went to like three different schools in high school. You know, I had all that. So I was like, learned how to filter out people. And I was raised, you know, you and me, Brent, were raised pretty good. So I think our parents gave us a good filter because the people they brought around, we learned that those are those are good people well uh, in my future of my life i'm like well i want to bring people like that around me so well those three things are definitely was are like some of the hardest things when you first moved to nashville for sure it's interesting because like you've had a level of success that i'm sure a lot of people in nashville aim for right like you're in love and theft we just glazed over this but you went on tour with taylor swift and tim mcgraw like how much of that do you think is luck versus the work that you put into networking like is there a formula or is part of that just like you get lucky sometimes with the people that you run into you know both of those tours were networking if we weren't talented we wouldn't have got on it anyway Mm -hmm. right so talent comes first you can know everybody in town, but like if you're not that good, eventually, you know, they'll put you on some things, you'll get to do some opportunities, and then it fizzles out. Tim McGraw tour came from the Warren Brothers, who I knew before I moved to town. Their mom was my math teacher in high school down in Clearwater, Oldsmar, Florida. So they got me on that tour. I went to a concert for one because I found it on the scene, this rock band I just found out. I just started going to shows. Honestly, I started going to shows and meeting people. I met this dude. He sent our music over to Taylor Swift before we even had a record deal or anything. Wow. That's awesome. And he sent it to her. We it, Our music wasn't even out. And he sent her like our unreleased demos. And he was like, and she was like, wow, this band's awesome. And they're like, she's like, when's our music coming out? It's like, it's coming out right before your tour. We didn't, it wasn't even like, we, we were just going to release a song called Runaway that I wrote with Kanan Smith. So those things are networking, but we didn't have a product 
and weren't talented enough, we probably we can be friends with them, but like they're not gonna be like, oh wow, this like they're not gonna bring you out with them. So I think, I think I don't know if the talent or the networking comes first, but it all came from people I knew, and and I met the dude that got us on the Taylor Swift tour. I met him at a random show from a band called Autovon at Third and Lindsley. That's wild. Wow. Great venue. And I met him. I was just sitting there chilling. And I was like watching the band. I brought up a conversation. I started talking to him, told him about my band, blah, 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 blah. Long story. Nine months later, short, he was our, he was our booking agent. And, and he works for CAA, which is top three booking agent in town. And still have to be like decently talented. But there's a lot of artists right now that aren't talented, so. <laughs> it's like and they still have a lot going for them but but you still have to know the right people i mean that's that's what nashville's about is like meeting people in my opinion what would you say for somebody that is let's just say that they've never really made any connections here other than the friends that they have here at school i guess what would you recommend to somebody just be like to start making connections what would you say their first step should be if you're trying to go make new friends and do whatever, you need to find out where the locals are going, where it's more of a social scene, not a dinner place. I feel like the most friends I ever made were like at like writer's rounds because here's the thing about writer's rounds. Writer's rounds chill. It's quiet. You can talk. There's no band. You can talk over everybody. And That's you true. and so even when someone's on stage, everybody in the crowd's not a songwriter. I went to Live Oak last night and Tin Roof. I played at Tin Roof last night. And then I went to Live Oak. And Live Oak, there were so many young people there that I've never seen. And that's rare for me because I, I do a lot of stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. It was like a new young scene on on, on Midtown, on Demumbrian. And so I, I for me, I've met so many of my friends that I'm still friends with today, not just at Belmont, but from other friends, but also from like going to Songwriters Nights to where you can still have a conversation and get to know someone while someone's playing a song on stage because there's not an electric guitar, there's not a drums, there's no bass. It's just like they're playing their songs. You can stand in the back. But local social spots is better because people, a lot of, you know what, you can, you can go to a place and think that you're like you're the newest person in town. There's probably someone that just moved there. I met a guy this week. His name's Ryan. And we had an hour to spend with them in this Uber ride because I Ubered from my bandmate's house from studio. They took me home. He's like, yeah, I just moved to town. He's an artist, like a painting artist. And, and, I was, and so he doesn't know nobody in town. This dude's like in his early 30s. And I was like, dude, well, come out with me tonight. And so he went out with me last night. We went to Tin Roof. and Because if you have an hour to talk to somebody, you can kind of get to know him. I had a good vibe about him. And I was like, you're a good dude. Like, if you want to come out with me, and he came out last night, I, I introduced him to the good people in my group of friends, so that way he could know a couple people, so maybe he could do more things, somebody invite him to a Preds game, you know, I'm sure he'll hang out with some of them at a later date, and the local spots and singer-songwriters nights are the best, because not everyone there is an artist. It's just like, they're friends of the artist, and they're just like, they're looking to make new friends too, and that, well, that's just my experience, and that's my experience, not just... 15 years ago that's my experience even now like if i'm going to go try and meet new songwriters and new people i go to a songwriter's night i like that statement on networking now because i feel like it 
it probably has changed a lot, but some fundamentals are still the same. And so mm-hmm. I was going to ask you about like, what, what do you think is a challenge for people, especially college students right now with mm-hmm. the networking scene? Is it saturation? Is it like harder to find the local spots or what do you think is something hard about current networking? There are places you can network. You don't have to have an ID. Like you can go, there's a, I mean, you can go to doghouse and tin roof and there's songwriters playing on a Saturday before. Like, I think a lot of these places, I think you just have to do a little research, but I think that this new generation knows how to do that. What time do they go 21 and up? And then you go there because I got lots of friends that are playing like Tyler Downs. He's playing songwriters rounds on Saturdays and Sundays at places where you don't have to be 21 to get in. You don't have to like go out at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I also think it's key to get there earlier than later. Like if it starts at six, don't show up at 10 o'clock and think that you're going to meet all these people and they're going to remember it or whatever. Like, honestly, I mean, that's just how this town is. I've learned that the, I've learned that. And because like when I do a round, I always ask them for the earliest slot because I know I'm going to meet someone or whatever, like, because then all of a sudden one of their friends comes in, it's eight o'clock, nine o'clock, whatever. This is like how the town goes for artists and musicians and people in the industry. But I was out last night and there was like a CEO for Sony and works in the publishing. And there was like, I mean, there was people from all, like all different things. And that's why I was glad I got there early because they're going to remember that they hung out with me. So if I need to give them a call, they're like, yeah, it was so good to hang out with you the other night. Break it down for us. How okay. how do you suggest someone to network? Is it just a simple conversation or are you like trying to sell yourself? I literally barely talk about music for the first X amount of time, X amount of questions. I ask them all the questions. Where are you from? What are you up to? Where do you work? What are you majoring in? Where, you know, what's your, you got siblings? What's your brother like? You guys cool? You're like, oh, um, what, what did you, what's your, like, what are you, like, without asking like a job interview, ask them like questions like you're trying to make a new friend. I've, I've done that for 15 years here and I've been friends with some of these people and Brent's friends with them now. He's met them. Like, half of my friends in town don't even do music and but I've, I've met friends from their friends if you want to meet a nice person you don't tell them why you're there you ask them why they're there and see and catch a vibe that's what i've always done that's my if i want to make a new friend but you can tell about somebody when they get there now a lot of times they're going to ask you a bunch of questions and you can like answer them and then like but make sure you ask the, as mu- more questions than they ask you because it's a better way of engaging. And that's also a sign of leadership. And they're going to want to be like, wow, this person actually wants to know about me. This is the move. Man, we should uh, we should do more fun stuff together. Um, I'm doing, you know, I got this, this, and this. But, like, I'm probably going to go to blah, blah, blah next week. Or if you have any fun stuff you're doing this weekend, let me know. Maybe watch, a, like, whatever you like to do. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, yeah, I'd love to hang. If you like them and you got a good vibe about them. You're also connecting on a personal level because you, there's a good chance that that person might introduce you to someone that's going to be even better friend. That person might introduce you to your wife or your husband. That has happened so many times. I've introduced so many of my friends to their currently now wives and husbands 
because I was willing to like ask the question and be like, I think depending on the person, I think if you get a good vibe on somebody, you can tell. And especially if you hang out with them again and you put them around a couple of people, you know, or you're around a couple of people, they know one of the biggest things is see who their friends are. A lot of people now in Nashville don't have many friends. So they're just like, I think people are just like longing to be in a good group of friends. Like my new friend, Ryan, he's longing to be in a good group of friends. And I was like, dude, before you find another group of friends, meet my group because I already knew he was a good dude. And he came out last night and he fit right in. And, and I think that a lot of them really liked him. And I even told my friend Ricky, <laughs> I said on the way there, I was like, Hey man, my friend, my new friend Ryan's coming. I said, I want you to suss him out and see what you think about it. He's like, what are we doing? Like an interview? I was like, well, we kind of are. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, vibe him out. See what you think. See if I'm, if you think I'm right or I'm wrong, you know? I think it went really well for him. I think that, no, I think he did a good job. (laughs) (laughs) Last question, I guess, for you personally. What are you working on right now? What's going on with your career and everything happening right now? We just put an album out last week called Need to Breathe, like the band, but not the band. And um, so me and uh, Eric from, you know, Love and Theft, we um, put out a new album called Need to Breathe, and it's doing really good. Uh, Bobby Bones is showcasing... Um, a song called Batman and Robin that I wrote about my son um, and my son Jet with two T's, like a plane, but with extra T. So, yeah, so I put that out. Um, I'm currently working on a solo Christian project, which is super fun. And I uh, have my bandmates blessing. It's not going to affect love and theft. It's just something that I've always wanted to do. And so I'm doing that now. And then I play Columbus, Ohio for a New Year's Eve party. And then I go to Cancun, Mexico for another show. The fall is always really for a touring artist. It's always like everybody tries to book you in the fall for like charities and like down chill time because like tours are kind of done. People are kind of like, it's not summer. They're not going outside doing outside shows. So we get to go to like a lot of cool tropical places, which is I'm super blessed to do that. So that's kind of what my fall looks like. Well, thank you again so much, Stephen, for being with us today on the podcast and sharing all your valuable insights. For more engaging discussions, head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to explore our other episodes. And we are wishing you a fantastic day. And we will see you guys next time.